What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because smart side hustlers go where the cash is already flowing. One place it's been flowing to at a rapidly increasing rate is Facebook Marketplace. What started out as a basic Craigslist competitor, a place to buy and sell secondhand stuff, has morphed into an e-commerce powerhouse in its own right. So how can you take advantage? In this episode, you'll learn how Andre Kozlov is making hundreds of dollars a day selling stuff he never even has to touch. Stick around in this one to learn how dropshipping on Facebook Marketplace works, how to find profitable products, how to make your listings stand out, and the risks and pitfalls to avoid. Notes and links for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash Andre. It's A-N-D-R-E-Y. And while you're there, make sure to download the free list of 25 potential dropshipping niches I put together to kickstart your research process and get the creative juices flowing. Ready? Let's do it. What we usually do is we open the Marketplace app on mobile. And if you open it and go to the home section, at the top, you will likely see the today's picks. However, if you keep scrolling a little bit down that section, you will likely find a little section called items people are buying. And what that section will tell you is actually Facebook is doing all the product research for you. So what we usually do is we tap into those products, we make those listings, we make better pictures, we uh, adjust the pricing a little bit. Most likely we'll do a cheaper pricing by a few dollars. And then again, we make sure we really put the effort into the listing creation, good pictures, good description, but most of the research is done with the items people are buying section of Facebook Marketplace. And we also connect that to the eBay Therapeutic product research tool in addition to that. So these are our biggest and very simple and very free and very much free methods of the product research. <laughs> Is this a separate Marketplace app? Because I'm just in like the Marketplace section of Facebook. Yeah, no, it is actually the marketplace section of Facebook. Usually you would have to scroll a little bit down in the list to find that section. It's called items people are buying section. There is also the same one on desktop, but on mobile, it looks way more optimized than on desktop. However, some people might not have that section. And what you actually have to do in that case is use the eBay Terapic product research tool because that way uh, you can also see how many sales a specific item is getting in the niche that you're researching. Okay, so now in the app, I have filtered by shipping only. And the way you can tell that one is likely a dropship listing is if, if it has like really professional looking pictures, right? Like if it's, if it's clearly not something that somebody has photographed in their garage or their home, like, okay, this is likely a professional seller such as yourself, okay? And so if I click on one of those, it says, uh, what am I looking for next here? Yeah, so I suggest clicking the seller, the seller's profile and seeing if he has, you know, items from many, many different categories, right? So if he does, if he has like items with with white backgrounds, like, you know, photos with white backgrounds, there is most likely that guy's dropshipping. So you can definitely take a note on this guy because you can start making a list of people, well, kind of like spying on competitors, you know? So you can start making the small list. And I'm not sure if you can see on your mobile device. I can see on mine how many sales this specific item had. I'm not sure. Can you see that at all on your screen? 
So on this one, I have found metal flower pot stand, balcony floor standing, multi-layer shelf, six-tier rack, $49, ships for free. It asks me how many of these that I want, quantity. Uh, I can order up to 10 at a time. The seller has 1,300 reviews for his account. And let's go into the, the details here. So it's this may be a candidate. Okay. Can you see how many sales this item has had? It usually would say it underneath the picture. It's like 45 sold recently or amount of sales. Basically, you know how many may... You can see kind of like the same thing. Okay. I don't think I have that. Well, in this case, then you would likely have to use the eBay therapy product research tool, which is the workaround if you don't have any of that on your phone. Yeah, I've used Therapeak in the past, but not in a few years. Okay, so you kind of have an idea of how it works, right? That you can just search a product by a keyword, or you can search like a general niche. So in this case, what we recommend people to do is use that tool and kind of see what's trending right now. Like, you know, it's Christmas right now. Christmas is right around the corner. We just had Halloween before. So, for example, before on Halloween, we were selling Halloween decorations, Halloween costumes and whatnot. You know, Squid Game was really big. So we sold a few Squid Game items for Christmas right now. For example, you can go into Terapeak and type Christmas decorations. And then you can basically do that and sort the data by the last seven days and see exactly what people are buying in the past seven days and relist the items from eBay into marketplace. And just make sure you know you check that the supplier still has that item in stock because with Therapeak, you can easily click on the listing. It will direct you to the supplier's page. You can just make sure the delivery time is you know one to two weeks. The seller is more or less legit. And after that criteria is met, you can then relist on Marketplace, just like that. Oh my goodness. Anything to narrow down the millions and millions of products? Like, are there niches that you like? Are there price points that you like? Anything to filter down the worldwide realm of possibility here? Yeah. So again, I suggest to keep it relatively simple. We usually just type in the general category. So in this example, I would just do... Uh, Christmas decorations, I can even do like Christmas trees and see exactly what exact Christmas trees are selling or what exact Christmas decorations are selling. And then, you know, in the last seven days, sort the whole list by uh, the amount of sales that the item has had in the last seven days. So start from descending order, I believe. Yeah, the descending order that would be items with more sales and then it goes down to items with the least amount of sales. And usually we would just relist the items with the most amount of sales. Easy as that. These are eBay sales, not necessarily marketplace sales, but they show you that this is an item that is in demand. Okay, so now I'm in uh, my eBay seller hub here under the research tab is how you'll access Terapeak. And like Andre was saying, you can type in Christmas decorations, Christmas trees, Christmas lights. So I typed in Christmas lights last seven days. And underneath the little chart here, it shows you, I guess the default is by total sales, but you want to sort by unit quantity. Yeah. So actually the default one is exactly what we want because we need to see exactly what kind of items are 
in the in demand the most. Um, so I believe you will see the meteor shower string lights as an example, or the solar lights. So this is exactly what we would do. We would just start from the top and list items going to the bottom. And specifically, we recommend to stick to lifestyle photos. So avoid for photos with white backgrounds, but try to see if you can find listings that have lifestyle photos so that you can see how uh, you know the product more or less looks like in real life because people on marketplace are used to seeing those kinds of images really okay did they get a little hesitant if it's like if it looks too professional um you know we have run tests and like we listed the same exact item with a like lifestyle photo we actually even used some of the amazon customer reviewed photos for those and those ones outperformed the same exact item that had just a white background photo. I think people on Marketplace, they are a little bit cautious of, you know, items with white backgrounds because some people can get scammed. There are bad artists on Marketplace, just like on any other platform. But because the entry barrier is super easy, some people just don't know <laughs> how this whole dropshipping system works and they just don't ship items in time and they create this bad customer experience. And that is why I think lifestyle images are better for marketplace because customers feel a little bit more comfortable purchasing when they can see how an item looks like. So I would recommend that. So this has led me to the 144 LED solar meteor shower string lights tree lamp thing. It says quantity more than 10 available. I'm on, I'm on eBay now. It says it costs $20.95 with free shipping and returns. So you would borrow some of these pictures, borrow in quotations, and throw up a marketplace listing using the same description for a price higher than $20.95. Almost. So yes, we would likely borrow these pictures, as you're saying. But then what we would do instead, we would actually see if we can find Amazon customer reviewed photos because those will give your customers the best possible uh, you know identification of how the actual product will look like and people will know exactly what to expect so you know some of these photos can be a little bit photoshopped most likely by sellers so we prefer to stick to amazon customer reviewed photos because they those are the most realistic ones you haven't run into any issues like copyright wise just lifting those copying pasting those images no as long as you don't really have someone's face on the photo because this is usually when the concerns arise if you have someone's fully visible face that is typically when you would run into such issues but if it's just an item on i don't know in someone's garage likely no one would even bother so for description we actually write our own description because most of the descriptions that you see online they are written by Chinese sellers. So there are a lot of grammar mistakes. We definitely want to avoid those. We want to, we actually have like a developed format for this. We have a description, we have features, we have specifications, and we also have the package includes section, which is a very important section to include so that your buyer exactly knows what they are expecting in the package. So yes, so we write our own description and we try to find the Amazon customer reviewed photos. And then we would mark up the price to about $15 more than what you were seeing here. So that is what we usually do. Wow. Okay. Is that a percentage rule or is that just a general, I, I want to aim for $15 profit on everything that I sell? 
we tend to aim for at least $5 profit for smaller, for low ticket items. If they are bigger ticket items, such as, you know, items that cost more than 60, then we would aim for at least 10 to $15 profit. And then if items are 150 plus, then we would aim for 20, 30 or more, depending on the item. I mean, we had an item which is like a bee house for beekeepers and it costs like 200 25 on eBay and then we sold it on marketplace for 375 shipping so for 375 so we were able to secure about 100 profit for each sale so it really depends on the item I think you guys should definitely test out different price points I suggest if you are especially a beginner aim for lower profit margins just so you are a little bit comfortable with pricing with the whole process and then once you are a little bit more experienced you can definitely aim for high profit margins and higher profits. So that's my rule of thumb here, I think. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Is there a price point that you like to play in for, for newbies? Yeah, at the moment, I suggest sticking to items that cost $30 and less, because especially when you're starting out, there is a chance that you guys might make a few mistakes on the way. Maybe you forget to ship the item in time. If it will come to a refund or a dispute with Facebook, you want to avoid any you know high ticket items that cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars because Facebook can refund the customer and you will lose all that money basically. So I suggest starting with low ticket items. Yes. Anything on the existing 
competitive analysis on Facebook Marketplace in terms of what price might be compelling? Yes, great question. So in this example, if we are looking at this listing, the 144 LED solar lights, what you can also do is you can actually type this exact item in Marketplace search and see if other people are listing this exact item and kind of compare prices and see what you can expect to list it for. And like I said, I actually, on my phone, I can see exactly how many sales an item is getting on Marketplace. In your case, you do not see that, unfortunately. But for the very least, you can check out the prices, the price of this exact item on Marketplace and kind of see if you can squeeze squeeze in your listing over there. But what we actually recommend to do is we recommend to aim for a low price. So for example, in this case, we can do like $15 price and then make up for profit in shipping. So we would do like $15 price for this item, and then maybe we can do another $15 for shipping. So in total, we would charge 30 but because the item is like 15 in the, w- the way Facebook Marketplace algorithm works, it seems to favor items that cost the least, basically. It doesn't even matter if the shipping price is high, but if you can price your item cheaper, then your listing will be displayed closer to the very top. So this is why we do paid shipping. Okay, interesting. So now that I have pasted this exact search term for these LED solar meteor shower lights, there are what appear to be dozens of identical listings, maybe doing exactly what you're describing here, priced anywhere from 12 to $38. You know, here's a $16 one. Here's a $5 one. Let's see what their shipping charge is. Yeah. Okay, so there's $5, but ships for $25. So they're exactly. playing that algorithm game. That's exactly what I'm saying, yes. <laughs> and then, okay, so somebody goes on and buys this, and I want to get into like how you make your listing stand out if apparently a lot of other people are doing the same thing. And then they're turning around and ordering it from this guy or girl off of eBay and having it shipped to you know their Facebook customer. Does it ever come up like, well, you know, it says it's coming from so-and-so or it says it's, you know, maybe you ordered it from Amazon. Like it says it's coming from Amazon. What you ever get questions or pushback on that? So by that, do you mean the packaging or the tracking number location? I'm just curious exactly. what. Uh, yeah, some sort of hint that I guess if the item showed up and it is what it says it is, maybe people don't care. But like if I've ordered something from Marketplace and it shows up, on the UPS truck from Amazon, like, wait a minute, did I, did I, should I have just bought this straight from Amazon? Yeah, that is a great question. And, you know, out of thousands of orders that we shipped, I think we only had like four or five, or maybe less than 10 people who brought up this very same complaint. So statistically, majority of people, they just want items to get delivered quickly and as described. However, if the server comes up, and they make a big deal out of this, then we will have no issue sending them a refund. However, if you order stuff from eBay, items come in regular trucks. They do not have any branding on them. It's a, usually just a regular, you know, small box without any labels on them, which is a very good thing about eBay because you get stuff in unbranded packages. Okay. Um, and, you know, we do order stuff from Amazon and Walmart, and they come from Amazon and Walmart packages. However, 
lots of sellers on marketplace, they are individual sellers. So what they usually do, they would reuse their Amazon or Walmart boxes and ship those same exact items in those reused boxes. So people don't really make that huge deal out of that on marketplace from my experience. Okay. Let's talk about differentiating yourself here because there's dozens of people trying to play the same game, trying to sell this exact same thing at varying price points. There's only so much you can do. I mean, one guy has a little Christmas tree uh, emoji in his title of his listing, but other than that, they're all kind of the same. So I'm curious what you do to make your stuff stand out. So this is exactly why I think using customer Amazon customer reviews is a very good idea because you will pretty much stand out because not many sellers on marketplace are using the actual customer reviewed photos. And they're missing out on that opportunity because this way they can get some pretty unique pictures of this very same item. And people will not even think that that's the exact same item in the first place because the uh, we can simply provide lots of customer reviewed pictures for the same item instead of using the eBay's supplier pictures for this one, if that makes sense. And this way, we're not reusing the same pictures that everyone else is using, but we are still showing that this is the exact item they're getting, but we're using the Amazon customer review photos. And if we're struggling to find those, we try to run a Google search for that same item and seeing if we can find just another picture that is not used by anyone else. So that's what we usually would do. And eBay and Amazon are cool with you doing this through your account at some level of scale? Like, oh, you're placing... 50 orders a day, sir. What's, uh, and they're all going to different addresses. What's going on? Yeah. So that is also another good question. For Amazon, Prime users are not supposed to resell items. That is against terms of service, which is why we do not use Prime. We have another separate Amazon account for this specific purpose. It does not have Prime. What that means is we pay a small shipping cost However, if you order items over 25, then Amazon gives you free shipping, which is pretty much almost like Prime. And we're not breaking any terms of service because we're not using Prime. For eBay, they don't really care. We have placed, I don't even know how many orders we placed, thousands of orders since like 2020. And we did not run into any suspensions or warnings whatsoever. So my personal experience and observation shows that this way should be fine. but you cannot do that on Amazon if you are a Prime user because it specifically is mentioned on Prime that you cannot do that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Don't don't get your Prime account in trouble. I remember I was shipping books uh, to all the people who were like participants, so they were featured in 1K 100 Ways, and I specifically asked customer support, like, is it cool if I use my account to ship out? you know, a hundred of these books that they're like, Hey, no problem. Cause it wasn't reselling. It was just like gifting, I guess, in a way. So they said that was cool. But yeah, if you're doing this stuff, don't risk uh, getting your stuff in trouble, running afoul of, of big tech here. Exactly. So this is kind of, it's interesting because this has cost you nothing so far. Terapeak was free to use. This research process was free. It doesn't cost you anything to put up a marketplace listing. If somebody orders your th- thing. Tell me about the logistics. So you're getting paid upfront through Marketplace when somebody says, you know, buy now, swipes their card. Is there a Marketplace fee taken out of that? Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. So you don't get paid upfront. You only get paid once you mark your item as shipped on Marketplace. 
and you you have to provide a valid tracking number. So that means you cannot just <laughs> you know generate a fake USPS tracking number. <laughs> you cannot do that. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so and then once item gets delivered to the buyer, after five days, that's when they re- they release your payout. So you have to keep that in mind that it takes a little bit of time to get your return on investment. So you have a little bit of float in between when you have to go and order the product and between when that when you get paid out. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, to answer your question on logistics, yes. Uh, the, uh, the customer places an order with your marketplace or commerce manager store. You get their shipping information. You go to Amazon or eBay. You basically, you know, imagine like you're ordering something for your friend. Instead, your friend is your customer. So you're ordering for that customer, shipping that same item for to their address. And as long as you have marked up your item on the marketplace, you are making a profit. Just make sure to do your math because Facebook Marketplace also takes 5% seller fee. That only applies. Uh, okay. Yes. And the 5% seller fee is actually one of the lowest out there. I believe it's way higher on Amazon. I think eBay is like 12% almost. Etsy is up there too. But from what I'm reading, Marketplace is actually one of the lowest seller fees uh, you will encounter. And moreover, if you have a commerce manager shop on Facebook, which is a separate entity, and we can talk about that more if you prefer, but there are no seller fees until June 2022, which leaves you even more room to make profit. This is a higher tier of a Facebook Marketplace storefront? Yeah, you can say that it's basically selling as a business and the tools are way developed. You can have virtual assistants in that store. You can upload items in bulk using Excel sheets. It's almost as if, as if they designed that for dropshippers, like from people who want to sell things on a big scale. So, But yes, it's meant for selling as a business in large quantities. Yep. Okay, no fees until middle of next year. So this is this is Amazon trying to encroach, or this is rather Facebook trying to encroach on eBay's territory, on Amazon's territory. It said, look, we want to be a destination for commerce, not just status updates. Exactly. And I feel like with uh, the amount of attention they're getting with their meta rebranding, then Black Friday is coming up. I think they will likely see a good amount of sales Because not only that, they are actually offering buyers a lot of coupons, such as free shipping, 20% off. So buyers can definitely expect to get good deals on Marketplace right now. Okay, I was going to ask, like, if you ever get the pushback or feedback from somebody once the item lands and they, for whatever reason, do their post-game analysis of this purchase and say, well, shoot, I just, I could have had this for 15 bucks less if I just gone to eBay. In a very few cases, some people might uh, find that item after it arrived. And like you said, it is in Amazon packaging. They might look it up on Amazon and see that they overpaid. If they get upset, then we can refund them. We don't make a huge deal out of that. However, it doesn't really happen. Like Again, like I mentioned, out of thousands of orders that were shipped, it only happened like five or ten times, I want to say. It doesn't really happen all that much statistically. Yeah, I guess that's more on that's more on me as the buyer. Like, well, I should have done my research a little bit better <laughs> instead of just buying impulsively. It says there's no one really to blame but yourself. Andre, this is fascinating stuff. I'm, you know, the wheels are spinning and it's like it's so inexpensive to test out. And I mean, worst case scenario, you don't make any sales and you're no worse off. But if you find something 
that hits, you can ride that out until your supplier dries up. You ever have that happen where you make a sale and then you turn around and say, oh, shoot, I, I can no longer uh, acquire this through the channel that I once did? Oh, yeah. It happens plenty of times. And this is why they have developed lots of tools for dropshippers. One of these tools is called SKU Grid. And this is just a very, very easy online extension. It monitors your supplier's inventory and pricing, and it sends you email alerts a few times per day, which pretty much prevents this very same issue. <laughs> Before the software, we, we had lots of issues uh, with this very much issue that you're talking about, where we would get orders and the item is in hot demand and it was just sold out. And we would have to either find another supplier, but with this tool, it's it's way easier. So there are tools for this very same issue to prevent that. Do you have any relationship with your eBay supplier, quote unquote supplier, or they're just, hey, this guy keeps sending me orders. So I'm not going to ask any questions. Yeah, most of the time it's like this. They just <laughs> see the amount of orders that they are getting from us. They don't really mind. Some eBay suppliers, they actually reached out to us and offered us a better deal. Uh, like a wholesale discount. So we have some connections there, but most suppliers, they, they just like to see lots of orders coming in. <laughs> they don't mind. What happens when somebody gets the thing and they want to return it for whatever reason? Because we mainly work with Amazon, eBay, and Walmart, they have amazing customer support, meaning that they will send you a return label, then you can send the item back to the supplier. And uh, once the supplier gets the item, uh, well, okay, the way it works is, you know, if a customer wants to return the item, you just go to eBay, for example, you click, you know, I want to return the item, and then you get the return label, you send the return label to your buyer, the buyer sends the item back, uh, the supplier sends you a refund, and you refund the customer. So yeah, it's doable, especially if you work with Amazon, Walmart, eBay, they have amazing customer support, so no issues there. How long before this window closes? How long before Amazon, Walmart, eBay start making their own Facebook Marketplace listings and just close the door on this? I don't know. I would probably say it will take a little bit of time, maybe a couple of years. I mean, brands could list to Marketplace for quite some time. You can pay for Facebook ads and include Marketplace as another venue where brands can display their items. So that was a feature for a really long time. Now, the only difference is Facebook is promoting these shops, and that will likely mean that these brands will start opening the shops. However, with Amazon, I'm not really sure how that would work for them because they already have their own marketplace in that way. I'm not sure how they would list all those items on Facebook marketplace. However, it's possible that some of the Chinese wholesale suppliers might start listing those very same items from eBay on Facebook Marketplace, meaning that we can likely expect to see lower profit margins in um, probably in the future within like the next year or so. Okay. Are you comfortable giving a sense of a typical days or typical weeks order volume profit margins right now? Sure. So let's see. Uh, for order volume right now, we are averaging about 70 to 110 orders per day. 
that is an average and we actually had to mark most of our things out of stock uh, because the demand is pretty strong right now especially in the black friday season and with facebook offering buyers uh, as i mentioned free shipping and 20 percent off so we're seeing a good amount of orders in terms of like revenue and profit i can give you some numbers from august september and october so for example in august revenue was 66,833 profit was about 16,566 that means profit margin of 25% september 70,000 profit 16,000 23% uh, october 89,000 in revenue profit 22,570 25% profit margin so um wow these are the ballpark numbers. Most of this is, again, Facebook Marketplace and commerce manager shops. Commerce manager shops especially is where we're seeing the majority of traffic and orders. And just as a reminder, commerce manager shops is the um, a separate entity on Facebook Marketplace specifically designed for businesses to sell on mass scale like we do. So the commerce manager shops, it still shows up if somebody is searching on Marketplace. Your listing will still show up. It's just a different backend. Exactly. It's a different backend, um, a different tool and a different interface, but it will still show up exactly the same way on Marketplace, like you're browsing as a buyer. Can anybody just sign up for one of those if they test the waters and say, okay, I want to go, I want to go a little heavier into this? Yep, you can sign up. The issue is uh, you might not get approved. What you need to do to get approved is ideally if you have a Facebook page uh, that is at least a few months old, or, you know, the older, the better, honestly, like this is what typically results in the pages getting approved. If it has some history, if it has some likes, if it has established presence, that's typically what we are seeing contributing to the pages getting approved. Just making sure the page is also legit. You know, it has a logo, a cover photo, it has contact details. So it's not, you know, scammy, <laughs> basically. Oh, okay, okay. So that's who that's so it's like it's done through a page. Like if you already have a business page, if you already have an e-commerce store, if you already have a store uh, or a business page for yeah some other purpose, you could use that to apply for this. Precisely. And because I started with, uh, you know, my dropshipping journey, I started with Shopify. I did one product stores. I had general stores. So it kind of worked out <laughs> in my favor because I had these old pages that I used last year to run ads and those had some likes on them already. So they already had some history on them. So I just converted all those dropshipping pages from last year into commerce manager shops this year. Uh, so that's what I did. Okay. So it's not under, that was an important point. I probably should have asked earlier was like, so it's not, it doesn't show up as Andre is selling this thing. It shows up as the name of the shop is selling this product. Precisely. If you do commerce manager shop, it utilizes your Facebook page. So whatever your Facebook page is, that will be shown to buyers versus personal marketplace profile where it will show up as your first and last name. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Do you do anything to market the listings after they go live? Or is it just, I'm going to, I'm going to bask in the glory of this free traffic that Facebook is sending me right now? Yeah, it is pretty much the second, just bask in all the glory. <laughs> Funny, like anecdotally, I do not have an option on my personal marketplace account to run ads. So I never had that option for some reason. Um, and it turns out, you know, marketplace is an interesting platform because they are consistently testing features uh, for specific users. So some users might have a feature that I don't have. 
in your example, like you don't have that items people are buying section like I do. And this is just one of the many examples of how Facebook is really unique and different for sellers. Uh, meaning okay. that, you know, some people might have an option to run ads on the marketplace listings. I did not have that option, but honestly, I think it worked out even better that way because we were able to secure more profits and it just gave us more uh, motivation to list daily and to practice our dropshipping skills on a daily basis just to find really high in-demand items and to develop that dropshipping eye, if you will, you know. <laughs> Do you find you need to play around with the paid ads? Because I do see sponsored listings when I do when I browse through Marketplace. Yeah, I feel like this would work really well with commerce manager shops because the interface gives you more options for ads specifically. So they have dynamic ads. You can do image and video ads, I believe. However, we personally do not do any ads. In my opinion, there is no need to do any ads when the amount of traffic free traffic is just so high that we have to mark most of our items out of stock to keep up, you know. How do you handle the logistics of a hundred orders a day coming in? I'm just thinking like and the the quite like the messages that you must get blowing up your, your phone and like, okay, which what item was that for? Okay, now I gotta go order that over here and this is the address. It seems like at scale, it becomes, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but it seems like it becomes a little bit of a process. Yeah, well, I do not handle it. I I used to handle it at the beginning, but then once it started, you know, getting to that hundred order mark, that's when I hired my first VA, virtual assistant that is. I actually had that connection from my previous business before the dropshipping business. I used to have an online dating business actually, but that didn't work out. So, but that connection, who is the virtual assistant, she decided to help me out with the dropshipping business. And that's what exactly what you guys should do, in my opinion, is once you guys scale up to a level where it feels overwhelming and you start feeling, you know, burnt out. That's when you should definitely hire a VA because this is honestly how you will scale because there is only so much time uh, that you can handle things by yourself. Like you said, there are messages, there are returns, there are tracking numbers. You have to place all these orders. You definitely, definitely, definitely need a team if you want to scale up. So um, right now I have a team of six virtual assistants. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's become, it's become much bigger than just Andre, uh, you know, punching in uh, order numbers yeah. <laughs> and addresses. Yeah, it didn't happen overnight. I started Facebook Marketplace in July of 2020. Then, um, yeah, I scaled it in October of 2020 to a level where it started paying then my full-time job. And that is when I quit my day job to do this full-time. And yeah, you know, it took a little bit of time. But as you can see, it took me about three months with Facebook Marketplace to generate the income where uh, that, that paid more than my day job. So it's doable, especially right now with commerce manager shops. I think that can happen even quicker if you do it right. I imagine there's an 80-20 to this, but how many total SKUs or total listings are you managing right now? So um, the listings that we have in stock, I can tell you, let's see, 62. So we have 62 listings in stock uh, that we continuously renew. But, uh, you know, before Commerce Manager, we, I want to say we had about 800 plus listings. Okay. That is 62 is honestly way less than I was expecting. I was expecting more like the 8,000 number because yeah. people who are doing uh, like merch by Amazon and stuff is like, it's very much a volume game where it's like, well, there's no 
aside from your time in creating the listing, creating the design in that case, it doesn't cost anything to list it. So you might as well. And it, you know, there's the 80, 20 rule of 20% of the orders generate 80% of the sales. Yeah. And so that's actually encouraging in a way where it's like, Oh, you don't, maybe you don't need to go full shotgun and have thousands and thousands of listings here. Yeah. I want to say with personal Facebook marketplace, the 80, 20 rule would apply more for some reason that it's just a whole less traffic in order volume. I think because Facebook has adjusted their algorithms to promote commerce manager shops way, way more and display them closer to the top than personal sellers. So if I was not doing commerce manager shops right now, I would definitely try to aim for that 80-20 rule, like you're saying, just list and list and list. But with commerce manager stores, uh, the same exact items, they're just getting way more visibility and orders than personal marketplace, interestingly. So yeah, it's way simpler with commerce manager. Any risks that people should know about with this business, either in terms of getting your account in trouble, getting banned by Facebook, getting, I don't know, just what do you see as maybe future risks? Yeah, I think what you just said, getting banned by Facebook is the biggest risk because it can happen for no good reason. You can do everything right and you might still get banned. However, what you should do instead is you should try to have as many backup accounts as possible. So what I mean by that, if you uh, happen to have a very good friend or your spouse who you might want to ask if she's okay with lending you your or his Facebook Marketplace account and Facebook account as a backup account, you know, and just as a way to scale up and generate additional revenue, that is my biggest word of advice. If you are serious about this business, um, consider having backup accounts because Facebook can also disable an account without any good reasons. It happened to a lot of people, especially this year. It started happening in April after they had a huge data leak, a hack, I believe. And then in October, after the well, the infamous Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram going down for like half a day, that's when another wave of suspensions happened. And most likely... It is just happening because the algorithm is just freaking out. They are probably, uh, you know, rewriting the algorithm to prevent these these hacks. So sometimes you can just get accidentally banned for no good reason. And most of the time, like my my account was banned at least four times, but I got it back every single time. You can appeal, and normally they would give you back unless you are doing something sketchy or you're just misleading your buyers, that's when you likely get in trouble. But because we're doing everything fair and square, we get our accounts back. So you can still appeal even if you get banned. During those four times, did they give you a reason or just say, no, we're shutting you down? They did not give a very good reason. Most of the time, the appeal process, it's kind of automatic. I feel like it's not even being reviewed by an actual person. (laughs) Um, which is a very big problem with Facebook in general. Most of the, most of such things, they are not reviewed by actual people, but you can actually, uh, because I have a business page, I can talk to actual live, live chat people. And this is a feature that's available to commerce manager stores. And now I think on, on marketplace, they recently added um, a live chat feature too. So that's helpful. But to answer your question, no, they did not give me any reason. What they said before, and I, I quote, uh, proper tags did not 
propagate, <laughs> whatever that means. Okay. Um, just a bunch of technical mumbo jumbo, which is what I think they said. It's just a glitch in the AI in the system, basically. All right. Well, happy that you were able to appeal and get back to business there. Andre, what's next for you? What are you excited about going into 2022? 2022 will be definitely my year of diversification because right now for us, Facebook Marketplace is our bread and butter. I'm trying to expand on Amazon FBA because thanks to Facebook Marketplace, it allowed me to well build a capital where I can actually try and um, buy some inventory and try Amazon FBA. I can also do a little bit of Amazon wholesale dropshipping. And yeah, I just want to do some other business projects on the side. I want to try Airbnb business. I want to try a little bit of crypto and stocks. So really, Facebook Marketplace just is this amazing tool that not only it can build this amazing passive income portfolio, but it can also open you doors to explore other business opportunities. So this is what I'm doing in 2022. It's diversification. I think that's a wise move because this is uh, definitely from the sounds of it, get well, getting's good. But you know, with the risk of having your account shut down four times already, you never know when this well dries up. So, Andre, really appreciate you sharing that. Thanks so much for joining me. This is fascinating. I may go um, create a couple listings just to see what happens here. Andre's got a full course on this over at Udemy. We'll link that up in the show notes. It's at sidehustlenation.com slash Andre, A-N-D-R-E-Y. You can find him at instagram.com slash who is Andre with two Ys there. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Take action. You know, what I did before, I feel like I was just watching YouTube videos. I was watching Udemy videos. I was just watching stuff. I was definitely learning, but I was hesitant to take action. I think taking action is sometimes one of the hardest things to do, which is why I think if you guys were a little bit inspired by this story, what you guys can do is just open your Facebook app, open the marketplace app and start listing and just see if you can find a few selling items and just just do it. Take action and you will be you will get there because if I did it with my day job and I had an infant at that time, you know, I had a lot of pressure, I had a lot of responsibilities, but if I did it, so can you. So go ahead and take action and do it. Very cool. Thanks so much for sharing and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks. Appreciate your time. All right. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Andre. Definitely an interesting business model, but like a lot of arbitrage plays, maybe it's one that doesn't last forever. I think products that would fall into the category of lower priced impulse buys might be fun to play around with here. Ones that people aren't necessarily doing a ton of research on before buying, like looking for reviews and comparing prices, all that stuff. So maybe those are products that are somewhat novel, somewhat interesting where the brand name doesn't really matter. And that could be a fun way to rack up some profitable credit card spending to fund your next trip, if nothing else. In any case, I've got a list of 25 dropshipping niches to help seed your research process, which you can download for free at sidehustlenation.com slash Andre, again, A-N-D-R-E-Y. And you'll also find the full text summary of this episode over there as well. Big thanks to Andre for sharing his insight. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where we're diving into what has probably been the hottest side hustle of the year, NFTs. I'll see you then. Hustle on.